First, I remind you that you're the ones that chose where to sit. So, sheep, goats. Or is it sheep, goats? So it depends on which way you're leading. And technically speaking, it's probably more like sheep, goats, because the shepherd in Israel always led the sheep, and so it's quite possible that he was putting the sheep on his, his right as, uh, as they were behind him. We know that, that there is a difference between sheep and goats. Sometimes we forget that there is a difference. Uh, uh, sheeps, uh, lambs, and uh, ewes and rams are uh, good for their wool, and their, their meat is good, good for eating. Of course, you've got to do it in that order. If you try to get the wool after you've eaten the meat, you're not going to be very successful. The uh, lambs, sheep, are a little bit more gentle. They eat pretty much just plants. But then there's goats. Goats are a little bit more crass. Uh, they eat whatever they want to eat. <clears throat> they can be mean uh, and uh, uh, headstrong. And their wool is not really soft. It's coarse. It's still usable, but you don't want to be wearing goat's wool all that long. It's good for tents, though, because it makes a nice coarse material. So a shepherd can separate the sheep from the goats just simply by looking. And it is rather easy to tell. And Jesus, in telling this parable, seems to be saying that in the end times, when he comes again, he will be easy, it will be very easy to tell the sheep from the goats, those who have served him, versus those who have not served him. And he gives these criteria, and we hear it in uh, each time we hear it, it's a little bit more shortened, but we hear it four times. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you clothed me. Ill and you cared for me. In prison and you visited me. And notice what the sheep say. Lord, when did we see you and do all of that? When did we see you? When did we serve you? We were just serving others. Yes, as often as you did it for them, you did it for me. How Christ identifies with the people, with his people. He turns to the, the goats and says the same thing. I was hungry and thirsty and a stranger and naked and ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. And they, they answered, did you catch that? It's so subtle, one word difference. Lord, when did we see you and not serve you? What they're saying is, we served you when we saw you. We recognized you, and, when, and so we, we, served, we gave you a cup of cold water when we saw you thirsty, or we gave you clothing when you were naked, or food when you were hungry. Yeah, but you didn't do it for the least of these. You did it only when you saw me to extend. You did only the minimum. You did only what was required. Only when you saw me. Only when you knew that there was a reward. But you didn't do it when you didn't see the reward. You didn't do it when you didn't see the person as a member of my body. There is something scary in there for us. 
The, the story of two particular saints come to mind as we hear this. We had one, uh, we just uh, commemorated one last week, St. Martin of Tours. St. Martin was a Roman soldier, and one day he was riding across, across the countryside, and he cro- came across a beggar who was cold. St. Martin, with only his cloak and his military clothing, pulled out his sword and split his cloak down the middle and gave half to the beggar and rode off with half. That's all he had to give, or both would freeze. The beggar that night appeared to Martin and said, thank you, and Martin understood that it was Jesus Christ. Martin left the Roman army and became a priest and eventually was named Bishop of Tours. Or from our Eastern brothers and sisters from the Coptics in Egypt, there was St. Bishoy. St. Bishoy was a monk. He, his greatest desire was to see Jesus Christ with his own eyes in this, on this earth. And one day he was told in his, in, by the Holy Spirit that he was going to see Jesus with his own eyes if he would only go to chapel and pray with his brother monks as they gathered at noon. And so he was so excited because finally his, his lifelong desire was going to be fulfilled. Well, shortly before noon, there was a knock at his door and there was a beggar, and he recognized the need to serve the beggar, and he knew his desire would have to be delayed, if at all. And so he welcomed the beggar in, and he set the beggar down, and the beggar was hungry. So Bishoy went and got some of his bread and some simple soup and fed the beggar. Bishoy looked, out, looked down and saw the beggar's feet were caked in mud. And so he grabbed the basin and water and began to wash the beggar's feet. And as the bell tolled to gather the monks for their noon prayer, Bishoy cried. And he looked up at the beggar, knowing that the beggar was much more important at that moment than his desire, saw not the beggar anymore, but Christ. They served not recognizing Christ, But Christ was there. How often in our own lives do we miss Christ? Do we fail to serve? And this haunts me. How often do we fail to serve and to love one another as as Christ? Not only as Christ loved us, but as Christ. If Christ identifies himself with the church, that's a pretty tall order that we've sometimes missed. Or St. Paul in his conversion as Saul riding to Damascus. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He didn't respond, oh Lord, I'm not persecuting you. I'm just persecuting those that follow you. He understood at that moment, in that split moment, that Jesus Christ identifies himself with the church, with us. At the same time, if we're a little afraid that we're not doing what we ought to do, to recognize that we can help. By our stewardship, we are helping. The church universal feeds the hungry, gives, gives water to the thirsty, welcomes the stranger, clothes the naked, cares for the ill, visits the imprisoned, educates the uneducated, the Catholic schools, hospitals, uh, charities, Throughout the world, 
do so much. There's something comforting to know that I can't do everything, but I support the church, and the church can and, in fact, does. And someday we'll stand before the Lord, and he will ask us, did you do everything you can? And we can't say, well, Lord, when I saw you, I served you. But to say, Lord, I served you even when I didn't see you. I served you because I served those that I found most in need. Or I helped those that found you. We can't do everything. We can't. But when we do serve him in the little ways in our, in our lives, every time we do, we proclaim him as Lord. See, there's something amazing as we gather on this feast of Christ the King that we know that Jesus Christ is the second person of the Trinity, as we heard in our second reading, that God the Father submits all things to Jesus Christ, and someday Jesus Christ will give that back as an eternal gift to the Father, that we ourselves are wrapped up in that eternal gift, submitted to Christ, given to the Father, an eternal act of worship, of thanksgiving. Jesus Christ is Lord of everything, except, by default, the human heart. He's not Lord of our hearts unless we explicitly ask him to be. He's not Lord of our hearts unless we tell him, please, Lord, be Lord of my heart. And when we do, we begin to see him everywhere. We begin to see all the ways he invites us to serve, all the ways he invites us to live, Jesus Christ wants to be Lord of everything, including our hearts. And this weekend as well, as we gather, we celebrate, or we, we commemorate uh, the Diocesan Ministries Appeal, and like I already said, thank God, we don't have to do it all. As a parish, we don't even do it all. As a diocese, we can and do everything that our diocese needs, and through our contribution to the DMA, we do so much. So much of those items that the DMA goes for, we cannot do as an individual or as a parish, but together we can. So we support the education and formation of our future priests, our future deacons. We support the education and formation of our youth. We support our Hispanic brothers and sisters who are in need of ministry. We support Catholic charities which goes to supporting those in psychological uh, distress, uh, marriage counseling, and various other things, as well as uh, adoption needs and various other needs. And of course, that 20% that returns to the parish that we will use wisely too. Your contribution, like everything we do for Christ, you might not see the fruits, the benefits of how this really serves Christ Believe me, it does. As we come this day, we know that the Lord wants to be Lord. He wants us to be in that number of sheep gathered in his right side. He wants us to serve him. That means we serve him when we see him, but we serve him even when we don't, when we serve the least of these, our brothers and sisters in distress.